Hello, <clears throat> and welcome to another episode of Brush 3 Podcast for August 1st, 2018. And how you doing, fam? I say, how are you doing? Are you living that best life? I hope you are. Me? I'm, well, um, I am, ladies, where you at? Don't it make me big for it? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to talk to y'all. Um, got some things I hope that make you smile just for a little bit. Forget your problems. And me? Well. Show enough. <sighs> this has been a trying day. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. Mr. Willie Hutch, would you be so kind? Drop some funk on him. Brothers gonna work it out. Uh, uh. Brothers gonna work it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Brothers Three Podcast for August first, two thousand eighteen. <clears throat> and how you doing, fam? I say, how you doing? Are you living that best life? Well, I hope you are. <laughs> I'm laughing because. Uh, I don't know, the devil's a lie, man. He keep uh been recording for a little bit and every time uh I'm getting calls and whatnot and just but that's okay. That just lets me know I got to work harder to get to you. I can't just let the little things come up and I'm like, Oh no, I don't wanna do it. No, 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 no. No. That just means you need to hear what I got to say. And thank you for clicking, um, uh listening, subscribing, whatever you've done. So, where is brother number two at? Fair question. Um, I want to say brother number two was called, uh, there was a situation, I guess, apparently 80 years ago, right? Brother number two somehow was sitting in front, no, sitting behind the Waynes. I don't know if you know the Waynes, very rich family from Gotham, uh, very influential. So... There was an opera going on. Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, and Bruce Wayne. Well, apparently something scared Bruce Wayne really bad, right? And Thomas was trying to calm his son down. His son was a little bit of a, he was a little soft. He was a little, you know, a little soft. And it was some, I think it was some bats or something. It was some performers. They were singing in opera. And, uh, you know, brother number two, he ain't having that. He paid good seats to see the opera, so he kicked the back of Thomas Wayne's seat. Like, hey, you know, keep it down. You know, some people are trying to enjoy uh, the, the opera. And he took his little monocle out and he wiped it just to kind of emphasize, like, I, I'm not to be played with. And Thomas looked over his seat like, look, I'm sorry. My son's just a little upset. Uh, the bats, you understand. And, uh, you know, brother number two was like, look, either calm him down or take him out. And then Thomas looked back, and then brother number two gave him that look like, oh, don't start now, won't be nothing. So he was like, fine. So he got his family together, Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Got them all together and ushered them out the little side exit. Well, the little side exit led to an alley. You know, I don't know if y'all heard this, but the Waynes are dead. The Waynes of Gotham City, they got brutally gunned down in the alleyway. Uh, Bruce Wayne was the only survivor. Now, I don't know what happened to uh, young Bruce Wayne, but the cops 
called brother number two in to see if he has some extra information. So hopefully they close that case and Godspeed, uh, Godspeed, uh, young Bruce Wayne. Now, what's brother number two up to? Well, uh, he, um, in an effort to get more people to join the military, they've been re, uh, they've been reshooting, uh, the G.I. Joe, the endings, you know, like they say, oh, well, you know, knowing is half the battle. Yeah. So in order to get people more interested in the military, they've been reshooting those. And I want to say brother number three is in charge of that, you know, um, Let's see, what, what what do I remember? Uh, if you fall into some water, you got to swing your arms and kick your leg in a scissor motion. That way you can go on top of the water, which, by the way, does not work. I almost died. <laughs> and then if some power lines fall while you're riding your bike, you call somebody. And this is very important. If you didn't know this, do not touch high voltage wires that's laying on the ground. So they're, they're reshooting that. And hopefully the message gets out there to not grab uh, electrical wires that are on the ground especially if they dance with electricity you call somebody with a pole uh, like a snake pole and they, then they move it out the way even though <laughs> now it's just in the grass it ain't really like not powered down but just it is what it is um now that i've fell down this rabbit hole of thought uh with the gi joes i realized that looking back on them old shows um, they were supposed to be an elite fighting force and they were supposed to be like, they're supposed to went out there and did the thing, did the job. But, um, the, the main, in the main, the key thing about GI, that means government issue. The government don't care about your feelings. It don't tailor things to your likes or dislikes. Yo, here's a rifle, but I, I, I'm nearsighted. Well, that's fine. That's something you're going to deal with. Here's the rifle. Yo, well, uh, here's some. Here's a uniform. Well, I like a taper cut and I like tight jeans. The government don't care. They just give you a uniform. Well, the GI Joes, none of their uniforms. All I'm sorry, all of their uniforms was specifically <laughs> designed to their certain taste and likes. Like a dude, he's like, well, I like to chill out on the beach. And oh, okay. Well, here's a Hawaiian shirt and a pistol. Uh, okay. Uh, do I get a bulletproof vest? No, but here's a volleyball. Why is the volleyball like a mine? Can I throw this? Or like, no, it's just a volleyball. And then the next person comes up. It's a female, happens to be Asian. I like karate. Good. Here's a petite silk uh, kimono and some fans. You know, like some some dancing fans. Well, uh, are the fans bulletproof? No. Um, is the kimono bulletproof? No. But you did state that you like uh, you, you like karate so here here's an outfit a little sexist too with that being said um there's also a phenomenon going on in america which i mean it's been going on for a while now but i'm gonna speak on it because again i fell down this rabbit hole stolen valor right so what is stolen valor stolen valor is when people who have not served in the military decide to buy a uniform or get a uniform from the goodwill or something and portray themselves as something that they're not specifically a military vet now i want to say this started like back in the 70s where you can just buy like the little camouflage jacket or whatever and people you know would think that you were a vietnam vet some people don't have a lot going on in their lives and they ate that up 
Like, okay, well, I've been a part of something uh, special or epic. But some people take it to an extreme, which I'm not saying that's right, but some people take it to an extreme, right? So you got people who they'll go to the Army surplus store and let's say they couldn't make it in uh, the reserves or let's say they had bad feet or something. So they go and they buy the whole outfit, right? And then they'll take themselves to to Denny's or something. And uh, while they're eating, they, they half off, because it was half off Veterans Day, half off Moon Over My Hammy or the Tutti Fruity Fresh and Fruity, you know, some person who actually did serve comes up and say, yeah, I just want, young man, I want to thank you for your service and, and give him a, a sharp salute. So how do you, eating your ill-gotten blueberry pancakes and uh, your, your Canadian bacon, like how do you even look in the mirror? How, how does that make you feel good? You know, I, I would feel very bad about that. I don't know. So anyway, um, following this down the rabbit hole, I started thinking about people who lost limbs. And it brought me back to a situation that I kind of encountered. So um, I was a couple years ago, I was at, um, I was at, where was I? I was at Golden Corral, right? So I'm sitting at Golden Corral and I'm eating. Now, across from me, a couple tables up and across, I see a young black woman. She has a nice natural hairstyle. I think it's natural, but it could have been weaved to impersonate natural hair, which, saying it out loud, sounds super ironic. But she's sitting there, she's eating it. So it seems like she's on a date. Now, across the table from her is a guy, and he seems to be truly enamored by what she's saying. But I look at her hands. She's eating a salad. Uh, one of her hands aren't there. It's a hook, right? And as I walk past the table, I kind of give her a look or whatever. And I wanted to say thank you for your for your service, for your noble loss. Right. So I got my little salad and then walked back because you got to eat your salad before you get that that real meal. Right. So as I walk back, I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I just assuming that she lost a hand uh, due to a, a conflict across seas? I, I already gave a backstory. Oh, she lost a hand trying to stop somebody from bleeding and all that type of stuff. I was like, well, no, wait a minute now. Maybe she just lost a hand. <laughs> people do that. Like every 4th of July, people blow their fingers off. So now she's on her date and she's enjoying the company she's with. But now I'm watching her. Like I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching it real skeptically. Like I'm not going to say thank you for your service if you didn't serve. You know, but she never gave me no hints to call her out. And again, she just lost a hand. I just, that's something I, I pulled into her, I guess. So anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my thoughts be going there, but I will say this though. Um, if you have lost some fingers uh, and honestly, country people lose fingers a lot. Like if you go in the city, everyone has all 10 fingers. It happens, you know, they, they tend to take good care of their digits. Country folks, not so much. Like I, I, because in my job, I fingerprint people. So many country people have lost limbs, and they lose them in the most precarious of ways. Like, okay, if you got a lawnmower, right, and the lawnmower start working, something's jammed in the blades. Four, five sharp blades that's powered by a motor. What do you do? Do you just turn the, the lawnmower over and stick your hands under there and hope for the best, or do you turn the lawnmower off and take out whatever's stuck? Hopefully it's the second and not the first country people. And it's like country people are like, easy come, easy go, man. Like, 
It's really, it's endearing, also very scary. But also, okay, let's let's go further down. The, let's move down a little bit, a little bit down, more down this rabbit hole. Now, if you've lost an uh, eye or something, you know, it's kind of cosmetic. Uh, okay, I, I sympathize, I empathize for your loss. Even if you did not fight, whatever, it's still, I understand that. But to make people more comfortable, I'm asking, would you mind covering up your eye hole? I know you got to let it breathe at night, but do do that at night. Like if if I'm, okay, at my job, there's a guy missing an eyeball, right? Now, I didn't say missing the eye socket. I said missing an eyeball. So um, when I go, you know, and he, he, I guess he's like the women, hashtag me too. He feel like he ain't got the wedding no patch on his eye. He, you know, God made him. He's beautiful. I get that. I get that. I understand that completely. But just imagine how it makes other people feel. I mean, okay, even if you had 50-50 vision, looking in the mirror, well, you missed an eyeball. So that's 25-25 at best. But you ain't got to look at that. I got to look at that, you know? And you come through and you got your iPad, you got your eye patch on your head, but you got it flipped up like a cheeky pirate or something, you know? And the thing is, he missing the eyeball, not the eyelid, like an IED didn't blow up in his face. Somebody was like, yeah, that's a bad eyeball. Plucked out the eyeball. Okay, cool, but you still got eyelids. And if you don't have an eyelid uh, on top of an eyeball, it's just kind of loose skin. And what it does is it kind of, which I really wish I could have went my whole life not knowing this, it puckers out like, like little duck lips. Like it's like, it's like it's blowing me a kiss. So not only am I trying to do my job and I'm trying not to look at you, I'm trying to look at the good eye, but right across from the good eye is your, your duck lip eyelids blowing kissy faces at me. I'm not trying to... <laughs> I'm not trying to um, harass or degrade those people. It's just think about other people because you ain't got to look at it. All right. Now, with that being said, that brings me back to back in my day. Back in my day, brought to you by Nostalgia. Sha-na-na-na. Check this out. In the hood, there was this dude. We called him Chicken Wang. Right? The reason we called him Chicken Wang is because his hand, it, it was like a T-Rex arm. It didn't fold out all the way. It, it, it was, I don't know, muscle dystrophy. I don't know. But the arm was a chicken. It, it had the shape of a chicken wing. Now, I'm not trying to be mean, but you know what a chicken wing shape like, right? Now, my man Chicken Wing didn't take no stank. You know what I'm saying? He did not. He overcame adversity. You know, just because I have this deformity, I still get up in your trail, right? Now, <laughs> the most amazing thing I ever saw Chicken Wayne was a small dude. Uh, somebody was messing with Chicken Wayne's girlfriend. And Chicken Wayne had a big girlfriend. Chicken Wayne was a small dude, but he had a big girlfriend. And maybe because she liked Chicken Wayne, she liked to nibble on that arm. I don't know. But she used to ride around on the scooter. So he would hold on <laughs> on the back of the scooter with his good hand. And the Chicken Wayne would kind of like just be like touching their hair. Yeah, that's whatever. I guess he found out somebody was messing with his lady. He wasn't having that. Chicken Wayne ran up on my man, and my man was like, "Look, go on somewhere for you know, for I rotisserie that arm, you know what I'm saying? Before I put eleven herbs and spices of butt whooping on you." He wasn't ever scared, you know what I'm saying? He hit him with the good arm, bow, right? And as soon as most people, if they get hit, their, their initial reaction is to run in and kind of grab the person. That way, if you close the distance, you know you won't get hit again. Well, guess what? That's what Chicken Wang's, uh, that's, that, that's what Chicken Wang was hoping for, right? So when he came up in there, right, get close in the cut, 
he let the chicken wing go to work, right? So like, well, I got you. I'm gonna hold you close to me, and I'm gonna let this little chicken wing uh, bap you in the face. So he was holding the dude. So he he punched the guy, and the guy kind of stumbled away and ran into him. Chicken wing grabbed him with a good arm, and while he was close, he was just kind of he 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 just hit him with that with that little nub, like bibbity 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 bibbity. Yeah. It was an effective technique. I don't know what chicken wing is now, but Godspeed, little chicken wing. All right, fam, so check this out. Um, I decided that I was going to start treating myself better. You know, I'm a little bit up in age. I got to, if I don't show myself some love and affection, take care of myself, then who will, right? So I figured, what's the easiest way to kind of start treating myself a little bit better? And I just, I it, it came to me. Uh, some new underwear, some new underwear, some new socks. Some new tank tops. Um, it's been easily uh, four years since I bought those things, and I'm I'm sitting there thinking I'm like they, they can't be that expensive. It's just a good way to can't. And plus, it gives me a reason to leave out the house. So I get in my car. I go to Walmart. Which, if you really, um, Walmart is a slice of the American experience. Like it is by far just a good social representation of who we are like first and foremost we've forsaken our local businesses for a huge corporation right and we all go there even though we we don't really like their politics or their business practices all in a in the service of self self to save some money so right so i get there hating myself but i park the car and i go in i'm a little bit excited like dude new socks new draws i'm you know i'm i'm feel good you know, on the on the inside, ain't nobody got to know that I got some nice new drawers and t-shirts and socks. But so I goes in there now. Before I go get these things, I need to go take care of some business, right? So I go to a little, I don't know what you call it, uh, the office. Not quite a cashier situation, but so I'm in line. I'm in line. There's like four or five people in front of me. So as I'm sitting there, um, a little young black dude, like let's say early twenties. He's not in line. He he kind of goes to where the cashiers are, but he's kind of off, uh, not in front of him. So okay, cool. I I don't. It's not my business. The line keeps forming behind me. An older gentleman gets behind me, and we keep stepping up. So next, and then the next person goes. The woman calls next. The next person goes. Now it's my turn to go. I'm sitting there. As soon as the person that's actually being serviced leaves, little young homie just swoop in. Right in front of me. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to figure out how do I feel about this? Should I say something? Because I'm not very good with impulse control, but I don't want to uh, jump the gun on this situation. So she starts serving him. And uh, the old man behind me say, did that boy just jump in front of us? And I'm like, because I'm still way in the situation. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think he did. Now, the cashier's like, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't. I told him to go fill something out. And once he got done filling it out, like, come back in line. Now, the little young dude kind of looking over his shoulder. You know how young people always got their heads in their cell phone? Like, he's looking at his cell phone. He kind of looks back at us. I'm like, yeah, because I was trying to figure out, like, what, what's, what's really hood around here, you know? Because me and old school, we ain't taking it. And then, like, she started laughing. And the young dude kind of, like, actually looked back now. And the old guy was like, that's right. Cause you know you ain't just gonna be jumping in front of us. I was like, yeah, you already know old school. Like you better tell him something. <laughs> then, but we all started laughing. You know what I'm saying? And because I was, I actually said, I said, cause we was about to tell me and old school was about to tell off in your trail. You don't even know. 
So anyway, we all laughed or whatever. So, the, you know, they've taken care of their business. Now, the thing is, when you engage with old people, they tend to engage back with you. And that's fine. I like it. It's 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 a we neglect old people as it is. So anyway, old school's like, yeah, cause I got the pneumonia, and he said the pneumonia, which I I I adore that. I just think that's the sweetest thing when old people do that. Like, not that he has pneumonia, but just the fact that he says the pneumonia. I say, words, you got the pneumonia? He said, yeah, I got that pneumonia. He said, uh, I was in the hospital and they was putting uh, this port in, and he pointed at his chest. They, he didn't show it to me, but he said, oh, yeah, they was putting this port in. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, because I got the cancer, too. And I was like, oh, Jesus, like, are you uh, are you okay? I said, man, make sure when you leave, you know, you go get you some rest or whatever. You know, he was like, oh, I got nothing else to do because I'm retired. I said, oh, well, that's, you know, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear that. 74 years, you deserve to kick your feet up and rest. Uh, and then it got quiet. But he just kept looking at me, you know, that, that toothless look when somebody looks at you and say, okay, now you say something. I was like, oh, well, I'm uh, I'm a corrections officer. And he was like, well, oh, where do you work at? And I told him where I worked at. He was like, oh, I know that place, which, of course, I didn't think he would. But he, he, he actually did. I was like, oh, okay, you've been around. You've seen some things. And then he started the story. He was like, oh, yeah, me and my wife, she was... I was driving down I-65, and she was behind me. Like sitting behind him in, in the car. And she just started hitting me. She started hitting me, and I pulled over. And the state troopers took us both to jail. Now, I don't, maybe, I, I looked. I was looking around for a wife in line. Wasn't no wife in line, so I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe the wife, She maybe she passed on the glory. Maybe she did, I don't know. Um, I was sitting there thinking, like, uh, this young boy don't even know that he's an old school gangster who apparently ain't got no problem. Put well, I, okay, I don't know what he did for her to put her hands on him, but ain't nobody, you know, the cops ain't taking both of y'all to jail unless you you pulled that that Ike turn in the back of that limo. You know what I'm saying? She hit you, you hit her. That both of y'all going to jail. I don't know. So little youngster didn't even know that situation could got real with a geriatric gangster behind him. But that's besides the point. So. I finished my business. Now I'm excited. I'm like a kid, like on a treasure hunt, cause I I got I got new socks and drawers to buy, y'all. So, um, I'm walking and I go to the, the the underwear aisle. Now, if you've never been to a male underwear aisle, cause female underwear they they actually put their single drawers on on hooks and it's all light and airy. Nah, man, when you go to the male side at Walmart, it's like they just got boxes. They rip the top off the boxes and just line them down this aisle. Like it's it's savagery, right? And like it ain't even okay. The first part of aisle is smalls, then the next aisle is medium, and then large and extra large. Nah, none of that. So I'm just okay. I'm I'm trying to figure. out, I'm tossing uh, draws, trying to figure out where I need to be. Now I'm like, okay, well I wear this size. So when I look at the little chart on the back, okay, I need this size. Okay, so I'm walking. And now as I'm walking, there's an old white dude and a young white. I want to say female, but it's at that age where, like, if you heavy set, you really can't tell. So, like, if you 11 or 12 and you a fat boy and you got, like, a little bit, you know, some man chichi, you can't really tell. And if you're kind of a boyish girl, you can't tell. So, I, I none of my business. I don't really care. So, uh, the old white guy, he like, yeah, and uh, nothing's made in America no more. And then... 
uh, the little young person was like, yeah, but that don't make no difference. And again, I'm in my old man mode. I'm like, yeah, it does. And, and he, that person was like, well, why? I said, well, if you're paying stuff out, you know, you're not getting like the geo, not geo, uh, G, gross national product. You know, I'm trying to. And then the old man was like, that's right. Nothing's made in America no more. No one has any pride in America. This, that, and that. So then the young person was like, well, I mean, but nothing's made in America anymore. Like, so what? Like, what, why does it count? So then after I heard that, I just kept moving, trying to find. And they had so many different type of underwears. But we'll get to that in a high second. So they will move out the aisle. Now, a black dude comes in. Like, let's say he's the granddad. He's about 40s, 50s. And this little heavy set black kid i'm gonna say like nine to ten like but this boy he he's a big nine to ten he he's easily he's he's in huskies for real for real. ain't no ain't no exaggeration so so he comes in now and the old man older man is on the phone and a little young boy because i could tell you young because he got that young voice he's like uh i want some what avenger infinity wars draws and the old man just on the phone, he ain't paying no attention. He was like, why can't I get no Infinity, uh, Avengers Infinity Wars draws? And then the man like kept, it's kind of, he looked at me and like, kind of like, I'm ignoring, I'm purposely ignoring what this person is talking about. And he kept walking. He was like, but I want the Spider-Man Infinity War draws. I didn't want to break it to him. But the reason, <laughs> the reason he was ignoring him is because little man weighed much too he weighed too much to get the cute little, you know, Spider-Man Infinity War draws. You had to get these old man boxer draws because you you living good. You eating good. You living well, right? So the little boy's pleading for the little Infinity War draws. And I was like, Godspeed, little chubby kid. So then <laughs> I grab my, I grab at least my approximation of my size. Now I'm walking toward the, to, to, to cash out. Now as I'm walking toward the cash out, um, there's a, there's a white woman, there's a kid in a, in a, in a stroller, and then there's another kid kind of walking around. He looks mixed, right? So I'm looking at my phone, trying to figure out what's going on, whatever. The little kid catches eye contact with me. So now I'm looking at this little kid. I'm looking at the kid, looking at the mama, looking at my phone. And the little boy is going to ask me, what's your name? I'm like, what's your name? And then the mom like looking, she's like, oh, Xavier, that was his name. And I, so I look at the little boy and I look at, look at the mom. I say, uh, little boy, uh, didn't, didn't anybody, didn't anyone ever tell you not to talk to strangers? And like, he just had this look on his face. He's like five. And he's like, okay. Like I asked you your name. I'm like, uh, I say, my name's Tony. He say, Hey, Tony. I say, Hey, and I'm looking at the mom. Like, you going to come get your son. She, now she's just like looking at the exchange. So I'm like, okay, cool. So. I say, I guess, I bet you I know your name. Again, I don't know why. I just, I was bored. I had nothing else to do. And a little boy looked at me and he was like, <laughs> he was like, no, uh, I say, yeah, I do. And I was about to say his name, which was Xavier. He said, my name is Ninja. <laughs> I say, what? He said, my name is Ninja. And like, he did like a little funky kick. And the mom was just like, oh, Xavier. Like, okay. I say, uh, who you looking for? I don't know why I asked him. I said, who, who are you looking for? He said, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said, who are you looking for? He said, my dad. Are you my dad? And the mom, I looked at the little boy, and I looked back at the mom, and the mom gave me a look like, well, uh, you know, are you? 
I say, no, little boy, I'm not your, I'm not your dad. Uh, I got to go this way now, right? And the little boy kept doing kicks or whatever. And then she went back to doing whatever she was doing. Like, she didn't say, come on, we didn't catch one this time. We'll catch one uh, at Aldi's, right? Okay, so so now, uh, oh, that's what I was looking for, a mic, right, to, to, to do this podcast. So then I go to the electronics aisle, uh, the section. Uh, I go in there. I'm like, yo, uh, do you have any mics? And the, the little guy behind it, he was a heavyset, light-skinned dude with blue eyes. He had the contacts in, and he had a carpal tunnel uh, hand brace on. And I'm like, okay. I said, do you have any mics? He was like, well, what kind of mics are you looking for? Super feminine, right? And I'm not judging him. I'm just saying super feminine. I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. I'm trying to record something, but I don't have a computer. And he kind of gave me this look like, well, dumb dumb, you need a computer. I'm like, well, do you have anything that plugs into like a cell phone or something? Like, I I'm, I don't really know what I'm looking for. He was like, um, no, we don't. I was like, okay, cool. Do you have, like, voice recorders or something? Like, I, I'm just trying to do right by the fan. He was like, well, we have, the, you know, if whatever mics we have are over there. And, like, he had the the, the carpal tunnel hand and kind of flicked it that way. I said, okay, cool. And I'm sitting there like, if you gay, why you got a carpal tunnel wristband on? You must not be good at being gay. I was just kind of upset. So, anyway... Uh, look, didn't see no mics. So now I go to checkout. I go to checkout. Um, I'm scanning the stuff. I'm super excited. I got a pair of drawers, pair of tank tops, pair of socks. I ring these things up. $41. I'm sitting there like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So I look at the, I look at the package, you know, trying to figure out maybe I grabbed the super, well, these were microfiber, uh, sweat wicking or moisture wicking. This and, that. and I look at the dude on the on the front of the package, and he got a six pack. You know they don't show his face because you know he's just a piece of man meat. But they you know and then his drawers fitting all nice or whatever. And I'm like okay cool. And I look at the socks and they just regular socks. And then fourteen dollars for the tank top. And again the dude he got a six pack. You know and I, I looked at it and uh, I asked for some assistance because I was in self checkout. The woman says, hey, how may I help you? I said, yeah, I rang these things up. I don't want any of them. And she's like, what? Like, I, she was confused. I was like, yeah, no, I, I can't. And I just, I walked out. That's, and then I realized as I was walking out, that's why I haven't had any new socks or drawers. Like, I can't, I can't deal with people. I, I can't deal with people. But for me to cover up just my, my naughty bits, which no one's looking at, like, I'm not spending $40 for that. Nah. So that was my trip to Walmart. All right, real quick. Uh, I did say whenever I thought of some prison stuff, I kind of throw one in here. And, and this is a public service announcement for all these ladies. Um, or just if you got a loved one in the joint. Well, yeah, I'm going to say the ladies. Don't don't think that. I mean, prison is bad. Don't get me wrong. And But you know your dude. And some of your dudes ain't about to write. Like, if you can't trust him on the streets not to cheat on you uh, in prison, it... it <laughs> It might be the same situation. Okay. Back, a case in point. Um, there was a guy, a younger guy, right? Um, I'm doing my CL thing. Now, okay, you got to realize that not every guy is a hardened criminal goes to jail. There are some people who are feminine or transsexual, or transgender. You know, they go there also. There's people who, you know... Uh, dress as ladies on the street or that they enjoy the company of men and I'm not knocking them for that only thing I'm saying is some of them people are pretty 
and I'm 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 I, I admit that there ain't nothing ain't nothing gay about that. You know, if you see a man real tall that looks like Nia Long, you are gonna say Jesus, that man is pretty. I'm not gonna take nothing from him. I mean, I know the the bits don't line up the little the, the naughty bits like uh Nia Long. I'm just saying, like I I can see that, and you know, all right. So your dude who you can't leave around your fat auntie or your you know, you scared to let him go to the grocery store to buy Pampers by himself. So now he locked up with, you know, male knee alone. You know, that's that's a recipe for disaster. So when they send them notes home to you talking about, oh, man, it's hard. I'm trying to be a real man for you. This, that, that. I mean, OK, cool. And, and, and maybe he is. I'm not taking nothing from him. But at the same time, if you know your dude and if he can't stop looking at a big button to smile, guess what? In prison, he probably doing the same thing. And I'm not knocking him. So I'm young, all right? This is like I was 24. I'm doing my little walk around the cell house. You just walk around, make sure ain't nobody dead, ain't nobody bleeding the cells. Just, you know, a wellness check, if you will, all right? So I'm walking, uh, and music was playing like uh, from one out of one of the cells. I'm walking up these back stairs because there's there's stairs on the front of, front of the range and the back of the range, so you can go to the next floor or whatever. I'm hearing music bumping, like, so what this is what, two thousand four? I don't know. Uh, whatever the 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 cool song. I'm assuming some Ludacris or something. I don't know. Some Master Pete. No, that's two thousand four. I don't know. Anyway, so I hear the music playing. It's way too loud. I'm like, man, what what's going on now? You got to use common sense. Like, don't like you you're not an action hero. And at the same time, it is your job to make sure people are okay. So I look, the stairs were kind of like grates, so I can kind of see without actually going behind the stairs to see what was going on. I see, cells are small. They're like, what, eight by 10 or something like that. I see three dudes in this cell. Now, one dude in the middle, uh, knee alone, male knee alone, she, because you call them by the, you know, that's what they want to be called. She's over here in the middle of two other dudes they sitting on one sitting on the bed, one sitting on like a, a shelf or something. Now, <laughs> uh, dude dancing. Like he ain't naked, but he's just kind of dancing, like almost not stripping, but just no. It's very su suggestive. This dude, he dancing in the middle of these two dudes, the biggest gangsters in the cell house. One dude. Well, both of them, really. One dude sitting on the bed, one dude sitting on the shelf. They both got stacks of ramen noodles in their hand. Like how a, a, a rapper would have, you know, stacks of $100 bills. Like, yeah, they like, oh, yeah, shake it, shake it. These dudes is like throwing ramen noodle. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. They throwing packs of ramen noodle on my man. Like, oh, take that, take that. Like, they making it rain uh, spicy vegetable ramen noodle, shrimp ramen noodle. So just... No, if your dude come home and you like, oh, I know prison was tough and this and another, you like, nah, not so bad. You know, <laughs> I ain't scared to go back. Maybe you know, maybe he, he chucking uh, ramen noodles at male knee along. And I'm not. If you go back, I, recidivism is a bad thing. I get that. Only thing I'm saying is, just, ladies, just be careful. All right.